This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezelt. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt and I'm from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or email me there as well, Aaron at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Dot com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, divorce is one of the most difficult things a person can go through, in my opinion. The emotional turmoil for yourself, as well as any children you may have, and other family members and friends can be considerable. As if all of that wasn't hard enough, the divorce process can be made even more unpleasant by various financial issues and protracted battles over assets, which can include real estate, property, money, and investments. But before we push forward with our discussion into retirement strategy after a divorce, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking, and thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, Yeah, I've been great. Had a great week. Just really busy once again, uh, as always. How about you, Aaron? How have you been? I'm in that same boat. You know, it's always busy. You know, you try to get things done on weekends and, uh, you know, because it's waited to the last minute, it piles on and I still got more for next weekend. Yeah. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, believe me, I know how it goes. Now, divorce. Wow, we're tackling a tough topic today on Arizona Financial Talk. Um, it's a heavy subject. Yep. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, I think it's going to be valuable, though, to our listeners, because chances are, even if you haven't gone through a divorce yourself, uh, somebody you're close to probably has or will. And we all know the toll it can take on a person. And then when you throw finances into the mix, well, the process just becomes that much harder, I would assume. I certainly agree with you, Tony. As you could probably imagine, During the divorce process, pensions and retirement accounts are often at the top of both spouses' wish lists for what they want to walk away with after the divorce. And if one of the spouses hasn't had a career or didn't contribute to a retirement plan as part of the couple's strategy, the pressure can be heightened even further. In a recent Investopedia article, How to Protect Your Retirement After a Divorce, notes that crafting a workable plan for both spouses beforehand is probably the best first step you can take. When you're planning a wedding or are in the early days of your union, few people want to bring up that a future divorce is possible, but let's face it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays it seems like there's not much that lasts forever. And for millions of people out there, that includes marriage, uh, unfortunately. Uh, What does this kind of agreement look like? As much as anything, Tony, it comes down to open and consistent communication. 
you and your spouse should sit down together to examine your assets. And from there, you should come up with a plan that would divide those assets in a way that you both can live with. Now, remember, neither spouse is likely to get everything they want. So give and take is essential. Obviously, this process should include keen examination of any and all retirement accounts. Additionally, an agreement hammered out only between you and your spouse may not hold up in court if your divorce process becomes more hostile. Therefore, it may be wise to move to work with an attorney and a financial services professional to come up with a plan that you both can live with and that will survive the legal process. Well, yeah, obviously that's huge. And along those same lines, it seems to me that it would be important to really understand the rules around this that govern your retirement accounts, because in some cases, those rules might require you to spell out how the assets will be divided. We've talked about that a little bit on past shows. Exactly right. Specific accounts should be listed in and clearly defined in any divorce settlement agreement to help divide assets properly. For example, the thrift savings plan, which is a defined contribution plan available to federal employees and military personnel, is a good example. It mandates that a strategy for the plan's assets be clearly defined and labeled as TSP balance in any divorce process. Per the article, an informal agreement between two divorcing spouses isn't legally binding enough for a rollover. The divorce decree must specifically state something along the lines of the spouse is entitled to X number percent of the account holder's TSB balance. If it doesn't make this statement, the account holder's spouse doesn't receive a dime, no matter what any other agreement may say. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. So you have to be really careful uh, about this. What about when there's debt inside of a retirement plan? Great question. You're really on your A-game today, Tony. <laughs> Though it can vary from state to state, debt that's sitting in a retirement account can be considered a joint obligation. Let's take a step back and provide an example of how you can have debt in a retirement account. For example, if the policy-holding spouse took out a $100,000 loan from their $200,000 401k, a 50-50 split is likely to be calculated for the remaining balance in the plan. The only potential wrinkle to this is if the divorce decree spells out that the $100,000 loan must be repaid before the division occurs. Yeah, I would say that sounds like a substantial wrinkle. Um, but before we dive deeper into this topic, let's take a minute here, Aaron, to let our listeners know uh, if they have questions about this or other financial topics or want to get a financial strategy or retirement plan in place, uh, you're sure. offering a complimentary consultation. There's no cost, no obligation. How do they set that up? Exactly right. Uh, you can call me toll free at 866-393-7799 or locally 480-284-6393. Check out our website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. You can also uh, email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. And, you know, we've been talking about how you might need to adjust your retirement strategy in the wake of a divorce. And I know this isn't the most fun of topics, but the fact is divorce is a reality for so many people out there. It makes it a vital one. What do you have next for us? I think the best place to start this segment is with a look at pensions. 
The Investopedia article, How to Protect Your Retirement After a Divorce, has some great insight into this one. Generally, the division of individual retirement accounts, or as we more commonly refer to them, IRAs, is a simple process. Specifically, a divorce decree or the qualified domestics relations order is used to transfer balances from one spouse to the other as a simple rollover. Though the division of retirement funds is ultimately set by a court order, there are a number of factors that play into deciding how monthly benefits are split between spouses. As you've probably already guessed, any pension money that was earned during the marriage is most often considered joint property and is therefore most likely subject to division during a divorce. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about this because uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I know from previous discussions on pension plans that a lot of them do have survivor benefits. How does a plan survivor benefit factor into this divorce process? I'm glad you asked. In some cases, the non-working spouse may choose to keep the survivor benefit that they've been designated to receive. In other scenarios, the monthly benefit can be divided into non-working spouse and the account holder. With the survivor benefit retained, waived, or even transferred, depending on the language of the divorce agreement. This is an area where the non-working spouse is really going to want to do their homework because they may be better off waiving that survivor benefit in exchange for the working spouse purchasing a life insurance policy that names them as the beneficiary. This is especially true if the retirement account survivor benefit vanishes if the non-working spouse remarries before they reach a certain age. Yeah, wow. You know, this is a lot to take in. Maybe you could walk us through some of the general financial steps a person should take if they're going through a divorce. Yeah, I certainly can. And you're right, this is a lot to take in. But like with so many other parts of our personal finances, a deep breath, a calm mind, and a strong strategy can make all the difference. Earlier in today's show, we talked about homework. So let's circle back to that for a few moments. When dealing with a divorce, it's critical to have a grasp of the rules about how your various accounts will be divided. Remember, the non-participating or non-owner spouse is entitled to all of the information regarding retirement plans and account balances. Additionally, you should note that rules about dividing pensions and other retirement assets are different from state to state. Your divorce in Arizona may look different from a friend or family member's divorce in Florida. Yeah, that's true. It does vary from state to state, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Another thing we mentioned earlier in the show is relying on professionals to help you through this process. That's probably something that cannot be overemphasized here, right? Quite right, Tony. Why go through something as difficult and unpleasant as the divorce process alone if you don't have to? Divorcing spouses who don't have a deep understanding of the many divorce rules and laws can end up losing out on some of the things they were entitled to. Why risk it? Working with an expert will ensure that both spouses don't overlook anything during the process. And you're not just talking about attorneys here, right? Absolutely. If you aren't currently working with a financial services professional, I'd strongly urge you to do so. A seasoned financial services professional has undoubtedly worked with clients who have gone through the divorce process. That understanding of the divorce process as it relates to personal finances, in combination with the fact they already have a deep understanding of financial rules and regulations, 
may make them a very valuable person to have in your corner. Yeah, I, I would imagine. So uh, what's the number our listeners can call if they want to set up a complimentary consultation with you? It's toll free at 866-393-7799 or local 480-284-6393. All right. So uh, we're talking about retirement strategies uh, when you're going through or after you've gone through a divorce. What do you have next for us? For this segment, Tony, I thought we'd take a look at the recent Money Magazine article, Five Ways to Stop Divorce from Wrecking Your Retirement, that I think has some really terrific information. The article uses data from the Pew Research Center that tells us the divorce rate for people older than 50 has doubled since the 1990s. And as you'd probably guess, a spouse who'd stayed home to raise a family while the other spouse worked is at particular financial risk during a divorce. Well, it doesn't feel like a stretch to say then that divorce is probably especially difficult if you gave up your career to raise a family and therefore have little to no retirement savings of your own. I agree with you, Tony. The first piece of advice from the Money article is to redo your budget. When you factor in the cost of an attorney and other representation with building two households instead of one, it's easy to see how your ability to save money and maintain your current standard of living could be very difficult. In fact, the article describes a survey that claims one in three respondents were still struggling with their finances five years after their divorce. Ultimately, crafting a new and comprehensive budget that addresses your post-divorce reality can help you avoid some potentially damaging mistakes, build an emergency fund, and keep you moving toward your goal of a comfortable and rewarding retirement. Yeah, I think this is a, a great uh, topic and some good information to share with our listeners today uh, that if they aren't already familiar with this, uh, they need to be and they should be working with somebody like yourself I mean, in that scenario you provided, it's easy to imagine somebody using high-risk investments to try to maybe play financial catch-up. Uh, working with a professional can help them stay on track and get a strategy that's going to suit their own personal risk comfort, right? Very true. The next thing you may want to consider after a divorce is getting into or remaining in the labor force. When dividing up assets, the courts will factor in the importance of the work a spouse did in the home. But that said, no matter how the assets are divided, a non-working spouse may need to return to work post-divorce, even if they'd been home for several years. When considering a position, it's important to remember that a paycheck is only part of a job's importance. A job may also provide the opportunity to purchase employer-subsidized insurance and increase your Social Security benefit. Ah, I'm glad you brought up Social Security. I was going to ask about that one myself. Now, I'd be willing to bet you lunch that Social Security has also been on the minds of many of our listeners today, Tony. Well, I wish I could find out for sure because I could use that free lunch. Yes. <laughs> if you return to work after a divorce and a long professional break, you may want to consider delaying Social Security for as long as possible so you can get the most out of your spousal benefits claim. Remember, if you were married for at least 10 years, your Social Security benefit will be determined by your ex-spouse's work history. This is very important if you don't have a long work history of your own because you are working in the home. Breaking the numbers down a bit, if you begin collecting Social Security when you're 62, you'll get something in the neighborhood of 75% according to the Social Security Administration's website. 
of what you would have gotten if you'd waited until your government-set retirement age. Again, according to the Social Security Administration, the full retirement age is currently 66 for people born between 1943 and 1954. So if you wait until you're 66, you'll get 100% of the amount you're eligible for. Additionally, if you postpone your filing until age 70, you'll drive your monthly benefit payment even higher thanks to Social Security's delayed retirement credit, which according to an article on the agency's website, early or late retirement is 8% per year. That means retirement at 70 rather than 66 will increase your benefit by 32%. Wow. I mean, when it comes to maintaining your lifestyle in retirement, a monthly Social Security payment that's 32% bigger, that's a big deal. You couldn't be more right, Tony. Another good post-divorce move is to be very prudent with how you handle real estate. If you own a home, your best financial move may be to sell it. Though many people have a strong emotional attachment to their homes, those emotions shouldn't be allowed to force a poor financial decision. Selling your home and using that money to aid your overall retirement strategy could very well be the best way to utilize it. And your new post-divorce circumstances may make it difficult to pay a mortgage or the upkeep on a large home. When you're building your new life, why not live in a comfortable home that also allows you to focus on some of your other financial goals? Right. And I think that that's really a great point. Uh, you talk about Social Security, you talk about real estate. Um, I think it's really important to look at everything when you're in that situation. Obviously, finances are a huge sticking point when it comes to divorce, and that's where a lot of the stress comes in. And just talking about it today, hopefully has helped some folks out there see some of the things they need to look at. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. Aaron, is there anything else you want to add before we have to go? Just that if you have any questions about your financial strategy, I encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office at 480-284-6393, toll-free 866-393-7799, and we can discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions or address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. It sure is. I appreciate that. And listeners, pick up the phone, give Aaron a call, set up that complimentary consultation. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easelt at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799. Or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.